This week's message, given by Pastor Stephen Young at the Sakasana United Methodist Church, May 7th, 2023. The message is, Next Level Relationship, A Battleship, based on James 4, 1-10, and Matthew 5, 9. Loving, gracious God, your words a lamp, lamp to our feet and path to our journey. As we're gathered to worship you this morning, fill our hearts with your life-giving, life-transforming words so we can live as our faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. May the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be acceptable to you. A rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Bless other peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. After preaching a sermon about peacemaking, the pastor announced that miniature wooden crosses would be given to each family on their way out. And he suggested placing the cross in the room where they often argue and struggle to maintain their inner peace. The pastor said, when you look at the cross, it will remind you of the message of peace building, peacemaking, and that God is watching you. As people were leaving the sanctuary, a man approached the pastor and said, Pastor, could I have ten of them? Friends, how many wooden crosses would you need if we did the same thing? We don't have miniature wooden crosses today, but if we did the same, how many wooden crosses would you need? One, three, five, or more than ten, including your workplace. But don't count the church because we have a cross in almost every room. We know peacemaking isn't just about hanging a cross in a room. If that were the case, you know, there would be no conflict, no division, no trouble, no fight in Christian churches where rooms are filled with wooden or metal crosses. Relationship experts say that relational conflict or tension is normal, necessary, and important if relationships are to enter their next level of growth and maturity. Let this sink in for a moment, friends. Does this statement speak to you and to your personal experience? Or do you think it's a statement that doesn't reflect reality? As we begin this morning, I want to invite you to answer this question with honesty. Do the conflict you face lead you to take your relationship to the next level and deepen it? Or do they weaken and damage your relationships? Last year in May, remember we engaged in another um, sermon series on relationships. It's based on the idea that like its name, our relationship is like a taking a journey on a sailboat across different streams of water. At the outset, most relationships depart with hope, 
high expectations and excitement, but then just like any other sailboat, your relationship, no matter how you named it last year, might lose its direction and drift away from the destination or life or relationship goals along the way. When the sailing gets rocky and rough, you feel sick and disoriented. And the only thing you might think of is getting off the boat as soon as possible. Through the series, we explore what makes some relationships sail beautifully on the sea of life anchored in love, where other relationships get shipwrecked and sidetracked at the first hint of disagreement, disappointment, and disengagement. In this new sermon series, Next Level Relationships, we, we continue to stay on the ship metaphor as we learn from the scriptures what it means to build empowering relationships. As you know, there are various types of ships that have differing traits and nature and purposes, just like our relationships. I don't know what your favorites are, but I've never taken a cruise trip but uh, after hearing stories from some of you who took a cruise trip, I feel like I've been to Caribbean on a cruise already. Just as you enjoy being on a cruise ship, like the beautiful ocean views and breeze and all the cool features of being on a cruise, your relationship may give you a sense of enjoyment, peace. You may find your relationship life-giving, fulfilling, and meaningful. What's ironic about our human relationship is, though, that we may find ourselves on a completely different ship in a split second. It's still the same you, but as you are situated in another relational context, the nature of relationship you experience might be quite the opposite. For some of you, switching from one type of relationship to another might be a regular occurrence such as going from a joyful cruise to a uh, challenging battleship. In the next level relationship series, we will think about three, three types of, of ships or relationships we often find ourselves in our lives. And we will explore how we can build empowering relationships in some of those challenging relational circumstances. This morning I want to talk about a relationship as a battleship. I don't know if any of you have ever played a board game called Battleship. Anybody? Most of you, yeah. Many of you. It's a game based on naval warfare. In this game, you are given five different types of warships and secretly, secretly place them in specific locations and then guess the locations of your opponent's ships to fire missiles at them. The objective of this game is to keep your ships and sink others. So to win this game, you've got to sink all of the opponent's ships. It's a popular game for both children and adults. It's often used as a fun way to improve strategic thinking and logic skills. But we know this is also the game we play in our relationships, in our lives. 
You know, a battleship is designed and ready to defend and fight the enemies. It's their purpose. It's their unique nature as a battleship. Similarly, what happens when our relationship turns to uh, a uh, battleship is that our mode of thinking, our mode of being becomes defensive and combative. Your goal in this relationship is to defend. You know, defend yourself in conflict, fight, and win by sinking the other person. Once again, I'm not just looking, talking about the battleship here. The battleship we are on is about a state of mind, a deep-seated attitude we have when dealing with conflict in our relationships. The William James, an American philosopher and psychologist who made a significant impact on the field of psychology and religion with his work, once noted, the quote, when you are in conflict with someone, there is one factor that can make difference between damaging your relationship and deepening it. And that factor is attitude. What about your friends? Is your attitude in conflict deepening your relationship or damaging it? Being in a battleship-like relationship is about caring a worrying heart and attitude in which you almost automatically get into the mode of being defensive and combative in your relationship with others. You might use some of the secret weapons such as blaming, attacking, condescending, walking away, ignoring, gossiping, and name-calling. Just name a few, but what a relationship expert would call dirty fighting tactics. What do today's scripture teaches, teach us about our relational attitude in a battleship-like relationships? And how can we take our relationship to the next level of growth toward empowering relationships? These are the questions that we're going to explore in this sermon series. First of all, it begins with checking our motive in conflict. Checking out our motive in conflict. This means considering the source of conflict and disputes in relationships. This morning we read uh, James 4, a letter written by Jesus' brother James, who was the leader of the Jerusalem church in the first century. This letter, this letter was sent to Jewish uh, Christians who had been scattered throughout the Mediterranean world due to persecution. It's often, this book of James is often considered a how-to book on Christian living and how to live a genuine faith in hostile life circumstances. In James 4.1, he talks about how living, living faith should be expressed in our relationships. It is written, what causes fights and quarrels among you? He, he's asking a question here, raising a question. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Pay attention to, to this particular phrase. The battle within you. So it's not just about the battle outside of ourselves. It's about more 
fundamentally, it's a battle inside of us, the battle within us. As discovered by both Christians like Apostle Paul and, you know, anti-religious intellectuals like Sigmund Freud, we humans are conflicted beings. Think about how often we are conflicted internally. You know, internally we are conflicted between our belief, our actions, between our words and our behaviors. We are conflicted beings. And due to conflicted desires in our heart, there is always an internal battle within us, which James sees as the main source of fights and quarrels of battles among people. In other words, people turn their relationship into a battleship when they project their internal battle onto places outside of themselves. It could be their relationship. It could be the world. They project their internal battles onto places outside themselves. Then in following verse, James goes on to explain more about the nature of this internal battle that shapes our attitude. It says, you desire but do not have, so you kill. Sorry, the next slide. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. When you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives then you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You know, this teaching of James reveals one of the most deep-seated attitudes in the human heart that leads to quarrels and fights. It's a mindset that says within us, I deserve more. I deserve to have more. I deserve to enjoy more pleasures. You know, it's a sense of entitlement that kills a sense of appreciation. It causes us to take things for granted. It makes it hard for us to see our life as a gift from God. Conflict arises when you don't get what you want. We see, all, we see this all the time in our society. It happens frequently in our lives and our relationships too. You know, conflict over what to eat, where to eat. Conflict over how to spend money. Conflict over how to do things at work, in ministry. As James verses teaches us, we humans want what we want. Sometimes we come with very good and noble intentions, but might end up facing a severe conflict with others. Although we let others have what they want, the change in our behavior may not necessarily change how we feel about them. Again, this is about the internal battle within us. You know, it doesn't really resolve conflict because of that. Because our heart is still at war toward them. Because we haven't yet resolved the battle within us. And according to James, there's another battleship mindset within us that significantly shapes our relationships, our attitudes. It's a mindset that says, I am right, you're wrong, so I'm better than you. I am right, you're wrong, so I'm better than you. This deep-seated mindset can be expressed 
both inwardly, first inwardly by putting people down in your heart, and outwardly by slandering and criticizing them in public, as James mentioned in verse 11. By doing so, we tear people down rather than build them up. We know this is an unchristian way of ensuring that I am right and you are wrong. Of course, there are times when we think we are absolutely right and the other person is wrong, totally mistaken. There are times when discerning right and wrong can be more challenging due to the nature of, of of the issue. It's more complex and ambiguous. In those circumstances, how can this be an opportunity to empower the other person and grow to a next level of relationship? As professional mediators indicate, the goal of of conflict resolution is not about victory or defeat. It's not about winning or losing. It's about reaching understanding and letting go of our need to be right. Here's a story. A DJ at wedding reception polled a guest to see who had been married the longest. Finding a couple who had been married more than 50 years, the DJ asked the wife, what advice would you give to the newly married couple? If you could tell them three important words, what a day. She replied, those three most important words are, you are probably right. The DJ asked the same of the husband. He said, she's probably right. And smiled. I know it's easier said than done to practice. But it's worth it. So I want to challenge you to practice this at least two times this week. Think about someone you are in a complete with. Hope you have, not hope actually, I, I guess you have at least one person. Think about one person you often argue with and practice these words at least twice this week. So what James' response, James's response to this battleship mindset, what is his response? What should we do to deal with this battleship mindset and empower one another in a battleship-like relationship? You know, every battleship is operated by the rules of engagement. What about rules of engagement for conflict and communication in relationship? Think about what rules you follow when you have a fight or or argument. How do the rules change depending on where you are in terms of your relationship context? James gives early Christians these words of exhortation, which is kind of... um, the spiritual rules of engagement in conflicts that also speak to us. It says, God, is, actually he's quoting one of the Old Testament uh, passages, saying, God opposes the proud and shows favor to the humble. And he goes on to say, submit yourself to God, resist the evil, wash your hands and purify your hearts, you double-minded. That's the words that, James uses in this letter. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. 
He's talking about empowerment that comes from God in this practice. So next Sunday, we will continue to explore these words and how these spiritual rules of engagement can affect our battleship-like relationships and possibly turn them into love boat. But it all begins with checking our motives in conflict and confronting our attitudes and desires that battle within us. Friends, sometimes it's hard to accept that our relationships are not what it meant to be and that they are, may not be uh, heading in the right direction, in the direction that we hope, in the direction God wants us to take. Often our primary goal in conflict is to please ourselves, fill our needs, get what we want, ensure we are right and the other person is wrong. We rarely realize that when it comes to the issue of conflict, God is not in the picture. We tend to ignore or push God away as we deal with conflict. This morning, I want to invite you to invite God to be part of your relationship journey and lift your relationship to the Lord with humility. Our God is the God of relationality, and He wants to touch your relationships so that He can transform them in ways that empower you and those around you. So friends, let us get on board with God as we are empowered to foster more loving, connected, understanding relationships. Amen.